Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Odessa Mount Hope Presbyterian Church and our weekly podcast, Today's Word, uh, from our Sunday sermon. If after you listen, you have questions or want to contact us, you can do that at our email, otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com, or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. The scripture readings this Sunday in the sermon, Believing the Impossible, come from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 16, and Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 to 15 and 21, 1 to 7. Abraham had faith and obeyed God. He was told to go to the land that God had said would be his, and he left for a country he had never seen. Because Abraham had faith, he lived as a stranger in the promised land. He lived there in a tent, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who were later given the same promise. Abraham did this because he was waiting for the eternal city that God had planned and built. Even when Sarah was too old to have children, she had faith that God would do what he had promised, and she had a son. Her husband Abraham was almost dead, but he became the ancestor of many people. In fact, there is as many of them as there are stars in the sky or grains of sand along the beach. That was from Hebrews 11, and then from Genesis chapter 18. One hot summer afternoon, Abraham was sitting by the entrance to his tent near the sacred trees of Mamre. When the Lord appeared to him, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. He quickly ran to meet them, bowed with his face to the ground, and said, Please come to my home where I can serve you. I'll have some water brought so you can wash your feet. Then you can rest under the tree. Let me get you some food to give you uh, strength before you leave. I would be honored to serve you. Thank you very much, they answered. We accept your offer. Abraham quickly went to his tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get a large sack of flour and make some bread. After saying this, he rushed off to his herd of cattle and picked out one of the best calves, which his servant quickly prepared. Then he served his guests some yogurt and milk together with the meat. While they were eating, he stood near them under the trees, and they asked, Where is your wife, Sarah? She is right there in the tent, Abraham answered. One of the guests was the Lord, and he said, I'll come back about this time next year, and when I do, Sarah will already have a son. Sarah was behind Abraham, listening at the entrance to the tent. Abraham and Sarah were very old, and Sarah was well past the age for having children, so she laughed and said to herself, Now that I'm worn out and my husband is old, will I really know such happiness? The Lord asked Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Does she doubt that she can have a child in her old age? I am the Lord. There is nothing too difficult for me. I'll come back next year at the time I promised, and Sarah will already have a son. Sarah was so frightened that she lied and said, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did, he answered. And from Genesis 21, the Lord was good to Sarah and kept his promise. Although Abraham was very old, Sarah had a son exactly at the time God had said. Abraham named his son Isaac, and when the boy was eight years old, Abraham circumcised him just as the Lord had commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born, and Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Now everyone will laugh with me. Who would have dared to tell Abraham that someday I would have a child? But in his old age, I have given him a son. So, speaking of believing the impossible, 
The Buffalo Bills are in the AFC Championship game facing the Kansas City Chiefs. As much as I admire Josh Allen, their young, strong quarterback on the team, why do I feel like I have lived this story before? How many Super Bowls did we long-suffering Bills fans have to live through? How many times did they lose? Don't bother telling me. But hope springs eternal, so let's go Buffalo. I want to believe, Lord, help my unbelief. That struggle of faith that I'm experiencing with the Buffalo Bills is exactly the struggle Abraham and Sarah faced times 100. They wondered, how do I believe a God who I know has called me to leave my home and set out on a journey whose end is undetermined? If I knew exactly the end result from the beginning, I could suffer all kinds of mishaps in between. I could get through the trials and tribulations. But how do I believe in a plan that has us going thousands of miles in search of the promised land you, God, have told me about? How do I believe in the story of a huge family when my spouse getting pregnant late in life is impossible, well beyond when a woman can conceive? You promised our ancestors would be more than the stars and the sand, but why, oh God, do you ask me to believe the impossible? Faith ain't easy. If it was easy, everyone would have faith when facing long and treacherous journeys, whether they be journeys over the hills and mountains, over the seas, or over the barriers of all kinds that life throws at us. The barriers of race and gender, the barriers of wealth and education, the barriers of experience and age, the barriers of health, even the barriers of our own making, our own fears. It's never easy to believe because faith is a journey asking us to follow God to a final destination and its wonders, but without the moment-by-moment obvious assurances that the journey is safe and the destination is guaranteed, unless you have faith. Unless, somehow like Abraham, you believe. The author of Hebrews tells us that Abraham did, and it was counted for him as righteousness. His faith, his trust in God, was understood by God as proof, and all the proof needed, that Abraham was completely his. It's hard for us to wrap our heads and hearts around that, that God loves us so much that what God wants more than anything is for us children to acknowledge him, to thank him as the eternal father, as the creator, as the one who loves us eternally, the one who waits at the gate for the wayward child to come home. This journey of Abraham and Sarah's, just like any of ours, was only possible through faith. And while it was dangerous, it was the kind of journey that would lead Abraham and Sarah into all kinds of wonderful and crazy and joyous and scary and even costly adventures. How about you? What kind of adventures has your faith taken you on? What adventures could you be having if only somehow you could believe? Maybe as an adult you've traveled because of your faith to be part of a mission trip, or you've gone on to college or graduate school to prepare for a job or profession, or perhaps you traveled far from home to get married, or to work at a special place, or to serve in the military, or to just start again after a disastrous beginning. Perhaps your mom and dad loaded you into the family station wagon or strapped you into the family minivan and took you against your will to places mundane and wonderful. 
It was a journey you had no choice about, and it required no faith, or so you thought. Off to Great Aunt Hattie's house, where she and Uncle Ed, the primitive Baptist in the family, had us sitting on the porch looking at each other pitifully because it was the Sabbath and we couldn't do anything but sit on the porch and talk to each other. It was an awful journey enforced by our parents for no other reason we could see it in some form of punishment. Or that other terrible journey that we took on Thanksgiving Day, if you can believe it, eating Thanksgiving dinner at a Howard Johnson's restaurant, all because our parents wanted us to suffer by going to Disney World in Florida shortly after it opened on October 1st in 1971. We didn't see at the time how our faith was leading us on a journey, because our uh, perhaps our fa faith wasn't in the journey and wasn't even in the destination. Our faith was in them, our parents, Jack and Dorothy, that they, no matter the journey, no matter the final destination, loved us and wanted the very best for us. Just as Abraham and Sarah put their faith in Yahweh, the one who would be the God of Israel, and headed out on a journey from the safety of Ur of the Chaldees to what they were told would be their promised land, where their descendants would number in numbers unimaginable. Do you understand that God is calling you on a faith journey too? One that will require you to set aside the normal questions and concerns so you can see the promised land God has promised for you. It won't be easy and it may be costly. Be aware, discipleship is always costly. But it is also exactly what God has been preparing for you. So get up and go. Be like Abraham and Sarah and believe. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on our podcast today. It's been fun. And remember, if you have questions, email us at otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org.